miracles and saving lives. And John is the last standing apostle. And he see now that there is generations that are coming out. And it looks like John's letter is that letter of actually reaching out to these guys to say, come on. You, you have seen that God has been very faithful. You have seen that God has been very good to us. Whatever is coming your way to distract you is not, it's not good. So stay on track. And John is trying to do this in a way that is really catches their, 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 their imagination. It catches, it, people can identify and draw parallels with. And I said to you last time when I started talking about First John, First John was that imagine this this big pond, this big lake, quiet lake, and John is wanting to throw three big stones. And sometimes those stones are <coughs> thrown at a time that they give enough space for one another, and sometimes they just interfere and collide. And those big three stones are that John wants for them to know about God's love and the outworking of that God's love. But before he wants to know them, for them to know about this God's love, because again, love is, is a theme that you see it in John's heart. He wants to, 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 for them to experience that actually God is life. He's, he's life-giving. It's not just love as a concept. It's not just life as a com- concept. No, he is the life-giving God. And then another concept that he wants to throw in the pond, which kind of encompasses all these themes, is the idea of light. So, life, love, light. And we have called this series of First John... Walking in the light. What does it mean for us to be walking in the light? And the first chapter that we read last week or last time had to do that actually light helps things to be exposed. So he says, dear friends, God is light. And that means that when God is light in him, there is no darkness. So when the light is switched on, it exposes things. And that's very helpful because it encourages us to see our relationship with the light. If there is anything that is hindering this relationship with the light. And John is saying, if that's the case, deal with it. If there is sins that you have been uh, living your life against God, just deal with it. Come to him. Come to the light. If there is lies that the devil or others are throwing to you that actually are not part of this light, just put them into the light. Bring them into the light because it's what Aaron reminded us. Truths about who God is spoken over our life. And in chapter 2, he's going to continue this this, this, this message of, of really reaching out to these guys. And he started with a phrase that probably in this day and age will be, comes across as very patronizing. He says, my dear children. And there is nothing 
patronizing about John when he writes that. He, he wants to express that actually, actually he doesn't say my dear children. The patronizing thing is he says my little children. But there is no, nothing superior about John being better than the others here. It's to do that actually he cares for them. He, he wants to reach out to them. He, he uses, the, the, the Greek that is used here is, is, is this term of endearment. Because he cares for them. And basically, he's, he's reaching out to them, third generation of Christians, this old dude who's been seeing all these things, and he says, come on, I have followed, I've walked I've been in the light. And I look back and I don't regret. And therefore, this is my heart for you. This is my advice for you. This is what I want to reach out to you. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. John is being very honest here. Because he is dealing as well as with, with the truth of who Jesus is, but also with the lies that not only the devil is bringing in, but the lies of the false teachers. And this whole idea of sin that we cannot even talk about in the 21st century, this thing that has become very, very touchy, tricky, thing to talk about, even in our conversations. John is not coming with that, with that heart to say, oh, you sinful guys. No, no. He's saying, guys, if the light is shining, it's showing up things in our life that they need to be sorted. Because what the false teachers are saying, saying, oh, you're fine. It would be silly if you did that because that's what everybody does. And John is saying, I'm not asking you what everybody does. I'm telling you what God wants from us. I'm telling you what the light wants from us. I'm telling you what the life wants from us. I'm telling you what the love wants from us. So John is reaching and saying, if you think, or if, sorry, if we say, I lost it. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he goes on to talk about what Jesus has done. And it's very, very important here that we grasp this. What John is saying here is that the message that Jesus has been saying, that there is nobody that has not fallen short of God's glory. We're all sinful. And the reason why Jesus came to this earth, to this world, is to reconcile us, the sinful community of people, with a holy God. And only he could have done that. So, so what John is saying here is that, actually, if you think, if, you, if anyone does sin... That you just don't carry on doing that. But this, this failure of falling short of God's glory is not for you to be feeling pity for yourself and feeling miserable. 
But it's, it's an opportunity to be dealing with this because you're meeting, you're meeting the life, the life, and the life, love, lights. And I don't mind how we say them, uh, in which order. If anyone sins, you just don't carry on doing your own thing, trying to sort it out. But actually, it is sorted out for you. You've got a representative who comes and says, actually, I know sin is bad, but it is okay. Because I have died on the cross for your sins. I've gone to the grave. I've gone through the resurrection because I want to set you free. And that's why we do what we do here. Because we remember that we've got an advocate who stands before the Father on our behalf. Otherwise, we wouldn't have hope. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a chance. So the question that, that John is asking here is, is, is how are you relating to God the Father of life, love, and light? In your daily walk. Are you trying to sort out your spiritual life. Yourselves. Because now you are the third generation of Christians. And whatever your fathers and grandfathers thought. They were too fanatic about Jesus. They saw him at first hand. They couldn't be bothered about it. Now because things have changed. And John is saying. Wait a moment. Let's not lose sight of what God the Father has done for us on our behalf. And let's continue to remind, to remind ourselves that we need Jesus. John, in John, in the Gospel of John, he says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He carries on this conversation because actually he has experienced it. He has seen it. He has seen generations that actually they've tried to come to the Father through other ways. And it has been a disaster. So Church of God. Cairns Road. Brothers and sisters. How are you coming to God the Father of life, love? And lights. Are you coming through Jesus? Or are you trying other ways? Don't waste time. It's important that we carry on with this message with John walking in the light. Because he says that in this world, in this day and age. Where, and actually if it was true in the first century. How much more true is in the 21st century. We need to stay in connection. It's one of those things when, when you go into a new area and you don't know whether your phone connection is working. Mark, can I use you as an example? This morning, Mark Corcoran said, I have changed my um, provider and I haven't got connection on my phone. So, 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 so the urge that, that John has got here is saying, guys, 
Are you staying connected? Because he'll carry on with the later, with the, with, with the, later on in the chapter. And he's talking about this, this, this connection. And he realizes that in this world, there are good connections and there are bad connections. And the idea of the light is that when the light shines, it, it shines both. And because the light has shone on both, we are able to realize what is a good connection and what is a bad connection. So a good connection for John would be that we come to the Father through Jesus. But also another good connection is that the way that we are expressing or the way that we're saying that we have come to the Father through Jesus and we've got this relationship with the Father is by the way that we love one another. The way that we connect with one another. So, so, so John is bringing this, this message of light, life and love in a different dimension. He's not just saying that we are nice to one another. He's not just saying that we are welcoming one another. But he's saying that if we have got fellowship with the Father, the only way that this is going to be proven that it's true is by the way that we stay connected and love one another. Even those who are the most difficult people to love. Even those who are the most easiest people to love. I was talking to the young people, is that everybody is the easiest person to love until you get to know them. And yet, in his great economy, when God called me to, to lead Cairns Road, he, he didn't say, Maki, what kind of people do you want at Cairns Road? When God called you to be part of this community, he didn't say, Pete, what do you want to be here? Which one do you want? Do you want this, this, and this? No, because this is the beauty of God's love and light and life-giving. That he chooses people like you and me. He brings us together to work out our journey of faith. Not as islands, not as individuals, but by rubbing off one another. Because that's how we show that we've got a relationship with God. We've been talking and we'll be talking about this, this idea that God has called us into this new journey that we want to bring people hope. And that hope is found in Jesus. And that hope actually needs to be experienced firsthand in our midst. And that hope needs to be experienced first thing in the relationship that we struggle with. And the people that we struggle with. Because unless the gospel is hope for us, it cannot be hope for the people outside there. Then we're just talking about concepts. But the light, the love, and the life of Jesus is calling us to relate to the Father and to relate to one another. And I said there are good connections, and the good connection is with the Father, through Jesus Christ, and with one another. And there are some bad connections. 
and the light is going to expose them. Have a look at chapter 2, verses, I think it's 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride in possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. Bad connections, exposed by the light. And John is saying, well, if you think that you are part of these connections, don't worry, don't panic, don't feel bad. You've got an advocate. Come to the Father, expose those connections and say, God, help me. But there are three things that actually they have become common in our conversations in this day and age. And actually, have you, you know, it says the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eye, and the pride in possessions. Well, look what's going on. The desires of the flesh. We're very familiar with the phrase, I do what I want. Couldn't care less about anybody. What suits me, suits me, and that's fine. But John is writing to this group that have been pledging an allegiance with Christ. And he's saying, actually, that's not from the Father. That's not how you relate to the Father, by having that kind of attitude. The desires of the eye. And see the bombardment that we get on the TV just to get our attentions. I've fallen for it last week. I bought a carpet cleaner because I see it on the advert. Honestly, pardon? My carpets are clean, yeah, but I fall for it. Of course. It's being recorded for quality purposes. The desires of the eye and the way that we are presented, even in the garden. It was the desire of the eye that was, was misled. And then it says, the pride in our possessions. Look at my car. You know, I take pride in the way my car is clean. Look at the car that I drive. Look at this and look at that. The pride if my possession, and I'm, I'm, I'm using that as an example for myself, not to, to say to anybody here, but, but we've got that, you know. It's, I live in this particular neighborhood. I live in this particular region. I live in this particular city. And it's this, that, and also the pride is that I've worked my socks off to be in this position. And God is saying, John is saying, this is not from the Father. So don't get misled. Just come to the light and expose that and deal with that because actually you have an advocate before the Father. 
you've got somebody who says, yes, you have fallen for the desires of the flesh. Yes, you have fallen for the desires of the eyes. Yes, you have fallen for the pride of your possessions. And although this is not from the Father, this can be changed. And that's where God wants to give his people life. That's where God wants to, 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 to express and expand and for us to experience God's love. That's where light is at work. Otherwise, what's the point? So walking in the light, what's, what is the application for us? The question is not whether Cairns Road or you guys as individuals are connected. The question is, to whom are you connected? How are you connected? How often do you check that your connection is right? The illustration that I've got for this is, until two years ago, um, I was with Vodafone. And Vodafone had this deal that all over Europe, including Albania, which was not EU, it was great roaming. So I could take all the minutes and package that I had in the UK and use it to no cost, zero costs. And then that law changed because also I changed providers. And every time I go to Albania now, I get obsessed with checking my phone, whether I've got my data on or off, because I know it's going to cost me megabucks to keep it on roaming. And the same thing applies here, that it's not the question whether I am connected or not, because I am connected. I can receive and I can make phone calls. <coughs> but to whom am I connected? And how I am connected? So the question that I, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to you today on behalf of John the old dude is... To whom are you connected? Because the longing of the gospel and the message of Jesus is that you and I stay connected with the Father. And in order for us to be connected with the Father, we need to be disconnected with other stuff. And have you got the courage to say, God, I want those disconnections? That are distracting me from the Father. That are distracting me to follow Jesus. Because it is important that in our allegiance with Jesus, I still keep coming back to this sober truth that as I'm being exposed to the light and as I'm being given life and love from God, I'm not alone. I've got God's Spirit living in me. Look at the end of chapter 20, chapter 2. It says, you've got the anointing of God. You have been set apart. You've had this oil of God poured over you saying, this is my blessing. I think it's 27. 
Now, little children, abide in him. So when he appears, you may have confidence that not shrink from him in the shame at his coming. No, I'm not reading the right verse. Verse 26. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you have received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you and put additional stuff to this anointing. This is God's anointing over you. But his anointing teaches you about everything. And it's true and it's no lie. Just as he has taught you, abide in him. Stay connected with life, light, love. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your life. And thank you for the light that you shine into us.